My boy Evan Schumar, man. What's good, bro? Hey, how we doing tonight? Man, uh, fighting for my life with this uh, Vicks Vapor Rub and some toilet paper using it for tissue. Ooh. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I'm real congested. I didn't want to go into the uh, to the studio and possibly, like, get these other guys sick because, you know, people were dying. I want to say I want to say at a normal rate, but the new normal would COVID and then like it turned up some more with the Omicron and all that. So, you know, we didn't want to chance that. So, yeah, I'm at home and my boy Evan's at home. We're just going to bring it to you through Zoom this time. Yeah, man. I'd rather be safe than sorry out here nowadays. <laughs> nah, for real, for real. And so, man, it's going to get right into it, man. So, uh, of course, man, the top, top of the news, top of the morning news, man. <laughs> uh, we got Dude got fired at Nick and Night Hours. <laughs> yeah, bro. I, with the notification came on like at like 11 something at night. Uh, Urban Meyer, okay, he's been fired as a head coach. We haven't heard already, right? So, what are your thoughts on that, man? Yeah, you know, your, your thoughts. After all that has come out about Urban Meyer and the fact that they're not winning, there, there's no reason for him to be there. Normally, you know, I, I support, you know, leaving a coach or keeping a coach around for like at least two years, you know, give him some time to, you know, put things together his way. But, you know, he's out here getting in screaming matches with Marvin Jones and kicking his kicker and, you know, getting grinded up in nightclubs after not, you know, taking the plane home with the team. It it, it was his time. (laughs) It was due. It, it, It was due. It was like L after L after L, you know. Okay, so here's here's his timeline, right? For just like the the big outstanding stuff. February 11th, he hired Iowa State strength coach Chris Doyle, and Chris Doyle was already like some things were going on and said that he was getting into uh, I don't want to say disputes or just situations, things like that with black with the black athletes there, and so. I'm going to read to you something from the New York Times, what they said about uh, Chris Doyle, just a quick little excerpt. So Jackson, it's back when he uh, first got, you know, hired, then fired the next day or resigned, quote unquote, you know, mm-hmm. quotation, quotation marks. So the Jacksonville Jaguars announced the resignation of the strength coach Chris Doyle on Friday night, not long after an organization that promotes diversity in the NFL called the recent decision to hire Chris Doyle simply unacceptable. Chris Doyle, whom the Jaguars announced they had hired on Thursday, left the University of Iowa's football staff last year after a number of current and former Hawkeyes players said he had fostered a culture of bullying and racism. So that was the strength coach he hired, right? So, okay, in October 2nd, the whole video of him getting a roll-up or uh, some kind of weird grind. I don't know what that was. What that was. That was weird. That was one like, he looked like a married guy getting the roll up. You know what I mean? That wanted to partake, but just, you know, so that happened. That happened October 2nd. Then uh, December 11th, reports emerged that the outlying tension between Myers and players, the coaches, that wasn't too long ago. That's what the whole, like, oh, anybody who's leaking information, they'll be fired immediately and all this, all this stuff. And then Wednesday, the former kicker, Josh Lambeau, alleges Myers kicked him in the leg in August. You're a coach out here kicking the kicker. That's it's just inexcusable. That's that's the only thing I can think of. And maybe, you know, him talking to, you know, 18, you know, 19 year old kids that, you know, he just gave a full ride scholarship to might, you know, that that might fly in college, but that that's not going to fly in the NFL. Not not at all, especially when you are a brand new coach, you have no type of, you know, rapport in the NFL or anything like nobody like you, you you're a college coach in everybody's eyes. You haven't proven yourself yet. Yeah. And, man, I'm glad you said that exactly, man, because this strikes me as a guy who's a a bully. You know what I mean? He comes across as, like, he's used to bullying kids and then thinks he can come in the NFL and do it to grown men, you know? And, like you said, exactly. So you're giving these scholarships to these guys in college. So, you know, they're almost kind of, eh, for for lack of better words, just indebted to you a little bit. You know, you show them. They're grateful. They're grateful. So they kind of just do what you ask just because, like, you gave them the scholarship they wanted. 
boom, bam, that's it. NFL, you're not paying anybody. You know what I mean? You're not the reason for anybody being there. The owner is, the GM, all that other stuff. So you're lower, you're a lot lower on the totem pole than being the head coach at a college. And then like the higher Chris Thornton, like they said in the reports of bullying and racism, it just all kind of, not saying Earth Miles are racist, but that bullying aspect definitely kind of just fed into like what the narrative kind of was built up to be with Urban Mind and is like, well, now firing from being yeah. the head coach of Jacksonville. Yeah, well, college football is totally different than the NFL. And that, I believe, we, we saw it with Nick Saban. I, I think Nick Saban is like the perfect testament, especially for people in our generation. Like, people like to forget that. People like to yeah, forget Yeah, like that. he came to the NFL and, and wet the bed with the Dolphins really bad. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of things are changing in college football, too. You, you got the number one player in the country, Travis Hunter, from Georgia, decommitting from Florida State to go play for former Seminole Deion Sanders at Jackson State. Showing some love to the HBCU, you know, personally, I like to see it. You know, he made a statement saying that, you know, a lot of um, there's a lot of history in the HBCUs with, you know, the likes of like um, Walter Payne, you know, Shannon Sharp and stuff like that. And Michael Strahan, you know, going out there and, you know, doing their things. And, you know, these are, you know, Hall of Fame type guys. So I like to see it. Well, well I want to get your uh, thoughts on this, though, him leaving an ACC school to go play at an FCS school. Man, I think it's great. And uh, sorry, I misled you wrong in the notes. I, I said I put number one, but I meant to put number two. But that's no, on me, you. man. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. He was number one. He was number one? Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, on ESPN's list, he was number two. My fault. Oh, well, some, oh, so yeah, yeah, no. Other, other lists have him ranked differently. So, I mean, they're interchangeable, though. Oh, okay. One of the top players in the nation. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nah, man, like you said, man, I, I love him, man. I agree with it. I, do I think it's the start of something? It, I feel like not necessarily right now. I feel like it could be. You know what I mean? Um, is he the first guy to uh, decommit from a bigger school to go to a smaller one? No. But, you know, I definitely don't think he'll be the last. Is he the one of the rarities that we hear about decommitting from a, a big school to go to an HBCU? You hear that very, very little. So um, what I really would want, I really would want a lot of these NFL guys, well, ex-NFL guys, um, and, and Hall of Famers and all these other stuff, like, I would want them to go, those who want to coach, say that, uh, those who would want to coach, go coach. You know what I mean? Like, bring some attention to some of these HBCU schools, um, grow their program, and honestly, because there's always been a certain kind of stigma when it comes to uh, not only smaller schools, but then even more so with HBCU schools. Mm. They say that, oh, they don't run a... Uh, uh, pro style offenses, uh, certain type of players they get, things of that nature. And so, when you have guys like this, uh, your number two guy, well, number one or number two, but one of the best cornerbacks in the nation, uh, going there and playing there, it just brings more attention that like these guys can go here and compete. And not only is good for uh, him to bring attention to that school but also receives from other schools to play against these guys. And now I played against the number two guy in the nation or the number one guy in the nation. Uh, one of the best ranked guys in his position coming out of high school. So um, that's what I really just, I really love. I just want there to be more, what's the word I'm looking for? Variety amongst HBCU schools. Great that it's happening for Jacksonville, but if even be even better, uh, even more so if it happens, you know, not further across the board. And I think that will happen. Yeah. You just in time, you know, yeah, because we've started to see it a little bit in um in uh college basketball. Basketball, yeah. Yeah, and you know, people out there are, you know, all these young kids are trying to be revolutionary, you know. Mm -hmm. They're trying to be, you know, Steph Curry revolutionary. And yeah. Steph Curry broke Ray Allen's all-time three-point record. So now can we comfortably say that Steph Curry is the greatest shooter of all time? Absolutely, man. If you can't say that, and he broke it in almost half the amount of time that Ray Allen set the record in, which is like, and we were speaking about this, I, uh, me and Evan had said, if you tuned in to our Facebook and Instagram live, I felt like Steph Curry is going to set a record like a Jerry Rice record. You know what I mean? It's going to be so ridiculously high that nobody will ever touch it. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to seem like a, a 2K slash Madden stat. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, if you can definitely easily say that, Nobody's ever – Steph Curry is the best shooter of all time. I don't know if you saw this, man. Uh, 
what's called ESPN posted someone they page talking about um, most likely to catch Steph's record, right? I think they had James, they had Lamelo on there, they had Donovan Mitchell, they had yeah, like some of these names are like uh, they had. Uh, did they have Jamal Murray? I can't remember. Luca was another one. And it, they had a whole bunch of other guys' names, but I don't see it happening, man. Steph's, at, at, at the very least, has five more years of playing time. Oh, yeah, as long as he stays healthy. I mean, Steph's going to continue to just kill the game. And even when he does, you know, maybe start to lose some of his athleticism and everything, he can tone it down a little bit and just be more of a shooter and have to do less offensively. So even then his number is still going to be, you know, relatively consistent uh, down the line if he, you know, continues to play. Because, you know, some players, you know, once they get to like, I, you know, I just ain't got it to be the best anymore. I'm not going to play. You know, Steph, mm-hmm. I can see Steph easily doing that. Uh, to be like, you know what, I got nothing else to prove. I'm not going to stick around for, you know, a couple extra years and, you know, play a smaller role or anything. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I think that his record is going to stand for a very, very, very long time. Yeah, definitely. And you know what? One thing I wish they would like add to it is that with the amount of how long it took somebody to break the record. You know what I mean? That's almost that's like another stat you have to look up on the side, like how quick they did it. And I mean, I wish they would have that in conjunction because like it was a decade when Ray Allen broke Reggie Miller's record. Then it, it took a decade, which is now Steph currently broke the record. So 10 years after uh, Ray Allen broke it, Steph broke it. I wish they would show, like you say, he broke in half the amount of time. All those years, um, all those years that those amount of games would have added up to, those were added to almost like three or four seasons. Man, what? The amount of games that he, uh, less than Ray Allen's amount of games played. There we go. Yeah, hey, I feel you right there on that. Well, hey, we're going to wrap it up here with this first segment where I come back with a little bit more NBA talk. Y'all stick around here in the break. We'll be back. What's up? And we are back in the break room, man. Um, here for our next segment. We got some NBA coming up for you, bro. So the Lakers, your favorite team in the league, right? <laughs> but anywho. More coming with some more breaking news. The Lakers signed Isaiah Thomas to a 10-day contract. What are your immediate thoughts about this? And I, I don't know, if y'all know, if y'all didn't notice, uh, Evan said this about like, I want to say four or five episodes ago. You're like, the Lakers are always signing somebody to some miraculous deal or some, they're always looking, oh, they're interested Everybody's in. always willing to go there, bro. Everybody. Yeah. And Isaiah Thomas did, you know, have some, um, you know, buzz uh, going around in the preseason that they might uh, sign him and everything. But my first thoughts are, well, good for Isaiah Thomas. I like him as a player. I think, you know, he he deserves a shot to, you know, show that he still has a, a spot in this league. You know, 10 days, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll see if he gets into a, a little bit of enough of a groove to prove it in that sort of a time period. But, I mean, Isaiah Thomas is a dog. He comes with it. Uh, uh, do I think that he'll, you know, sign a, uh, you know, sign for the rest of the year and then have a significant role? Probably not. But, you know, good for him. This will be his second, you know, stint with LeBron. We'll see how this uh, this time around goes. Mm-hmm. Hopefully for his uh, sake, a little bit better. Uh, and he'll actually get to stick around on the team. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so, yeah, I mean, that's my first thoughts. You know, congrats to uh, IT. You know, he's continued to grind. And, you know, he's, he's found his way back in. And, you know, he's got 10 days to prove himself. <laughs> for sure. Okay, so – Okay, for me, first thoughts is like it's almost the exact same. Like I'm happy for IT man. Glad he's getting an extra look because he was kind of like exiled from the league or for I want to say whatever reason. But um, yeah, man, he's getting a chance with the Lakers of all teams, right? But for me, I guess my next thought would be like, what do you? What do I even see him doing? Like, what do you even see him doing? I don't. He's never been a big contributor on defense. The one thing that the Lakers Absolutely, really need man. is three is three point shooting. LeBron is their best three point shooter, shooting at around like 35, 36% from the three point line. And so it's like, well, after that, there's virtually nobody. Nobody I mean, is hey, really taking threes like this. So it's AR 15 just hit the game winning shot last night. <laughs> yeah. That guy, man. He did, man. He did. I mean, so for Isaiah Thomas's career, he's a 36%. You know, three point shooter, his best was. Back in what, yeah, what, 2019, he shot 41% off 
on the Wizards. But if you go back to, you know, his uh, best years in Boston, I mean, he was shooting 36, you know, 37%. So, I mean, respectable numbers, you know, above, slightly above average, but, you know, nothing miraculous. Yeah. And so, because he free throw shooting, and he, he is a 87% uh, career free throw shooter as well. And back it helped him out a lot, man, because, I mean, the Lakers are like around a 73.3% free throw shooting team. And I'm trying to see with the, like, what you see of the threes. Some of some people tried to rob IT. I remember if, you, if we can rewind back in our minds a little bit, back when he was with the Celtics, right? How long ago was that? That was almost what, six years ago? That was in 2016. Yep, 2016, 2017 season. Okay. So back then, um, they tried to give more of that credit to, I almost say, when I say it was his coach, because. When yeah, he went, and uh, what was that, rookie Jason Tatum? Yeah, uh, that was rookie Jason Tatum. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, and then who I forgot the next team he went to after that. Was that um the Wiz- So he went he went he went to Cleveland. He went to Cleveland. Yes. Oh, was that when they all booted him off the uh Yeah, they booted him out and then he went to the Lakers ironically. So this would be his second time on the Lakers. Okay, okay. Uh he went to Cleveland, they booted him out there, and they went he went to the Lakers. And then if I can remember right, I don't halfway really even remember him with the Lakers. So I, I, he probably wasn't there long. I mean, he, he averaged respectable 15 points in t- 26 minutes with the Lakers. Okay. 92% from the charity strike. So maybe they're going to Denver, the Washington, and then it last played in 2020-2021 season with the Pelicans. Maybe he could he maybe he could do something because definitely with the free throws, and then definitely probably with three point shooting because you know you say LeBron is the best uh, as far as three point shooting. This well one because he takes more threes. Uh, if you want to go just as far as percentage, I mean it's Carmelo, but he takes less threes than LeBron, obviously. But we'll, we'll, we'll see how it works out. I, I I think that he'll end up getting a contract for the rest of the season. I don't think that, you know, he's going to, you know, end up being in the starting lineup or any, you know, having. Oh, no, no, nothing like that. But but if he comes off the bench, you know, plays, you know, some modest minutes, you know, if they give him, you know, 15 ish minutes a night Mm -hmm. and he'll probably go out there and get you around, you know, eight to 10 points in on on efficient shooting, which, you know, having somebody that can run your second, you know, units and everything is still very valuable. Yeah, because I'm, I'm thinking that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, he's probably gonna have to run a second unit, but I'm thinking, well, who AD would probably be on the floor with him at the, most of the time. I mean, AD. Hey, what if they go like it with Melo? I think I think that'll be a great one too to kind of lead, lead, lead off the bench with it and Melo with with Westbrook on the floor or with nah nah no nah, like if they want to completely just like have like you know Westbrook AD and LeBron off the floor. Yeah, exactly. You get a complete. You, I would trust. I would trust it to to run the show. You trust it to run the. Okay. I mean, he, he's uh, not. He's not very reckless with the ball. He's not. He, he averages like he averaged not even three turnovers. He averaged two point eight turnovers a, a game back in twenty seventeen. So, mm. he, for his career, he averages two point three. He he's not coughing up the the basketball at all. Yeah. Like it, he's also not providing you know much on defense anyway. So. You know, at least, he, you know, he's going to get some buckets. He's going to give up some, but he's not going to give the ball away. I feel that. It's just not that. going to change it back. So. It's, just, it's just something about teams that LeBron are on. When he's not on the floor, they don't know how to maintain anything. Yeah, it's like they just completely forget how to play basketball. They're like, oh, no, daddy's not on the floor. What do we do? <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> exactly. Man, uh, speaking of people saying, what are we going to do in the state of California? The, the Kings, they, they, they had uh, a COVID outbreak and they, you know, amid some concerns of it, they went ahead and just shut down the facility, canceled practice. And um, the COVID is starting to become a real issue out here in sports because across the NFL, you know, there's dozens and dozens of players on the, the, these COVID lists. And, you know, most of them are vaccinated. A lot of them are asymptomatic. Von Miller got put on the list today. Baker Mayfield was ripping the NFL over the protocol this morning. And then, you know, later on this afternoon, the NFL came out and said, hey, we're going to go ahead and adjust our protocol. So, you know, in the NBA and the NFL, COVID is is, is still out here and lurking in the locker rooms. If you can remember back, like, I guess, well, it's now going on two years now. You remember the day the world stood still when all uh, sports got shut down because of Rudy Gobert? Yes, man. So I, I remember the Thunder game was about to start, and they were just like, just they never got the tip off. And I was like, yo, 
What's going on? It was good. Everything shut down. It was just the world got put on pause. Bro, we were trapped in Huntsville, bro. Bro, oh, like we're going to Sam Houston State for for y'all don't know. And man, we were just trapped in Huntsville, and everything shut down. They had a curfew. It's like the only thing that was open was Whataburger. Like Actually, by, by the time like HEB and Walmart just got just ransacked, everybody took all the toilet paper and everything. I was like, what was toilet paper and paper towels? Yeah. Is that does that cure COVID? I don't know. You talking about like I don't know, are you talking about the spring? Because I remember hit like right after spring break. Or are you talking about that next year? Oh, after? We got an extra week of spring break. Then the year was over. Little did we know. <laughs> then the year was over. Because I remember I never. I think I never went back. I think I never went back. Yeah, I, I was I was sitting in my apartment playing Madden and doing my schoolwork, and until I went to um, in uh, April, I went out and I was like, man, I'm just gonna go finish out the rest of the semester with my friend in Denver. So hey, that's how that's how I ended my. Uh, my uh, time at Sam Houston. <laughs> then they robbed you of your graduation. Yes, they did. But hey, you know, I didn't have to pay for nothing. That's very true. That's that's some bullshit. Like <laughs> they make you pay for your own graduation. Uh, but yeah, man. Like, like I said, yeah, COVID is getting real. The whole little Omicron variant, and everything. And uh, so I'm looking at this CNBC thing. Uh, what news outlet they were speaking about Omicron? That variant is present within 25 states now. It's already halfway across the country. Not trying to scare anybody, but you know, just do your due diligence. You know, just just reporting facts out here. You know, that's it. yeah, just reporting facts. But yeah, man, like I know I, some people was more well, just hearing, just listening to the news. It's like a regular listener. People talking about the booster shots, the things like that. And I know I brought up like when the world got put on pause. Like, how often do you? Well, not how often, but. Do you think it's possible for something like that to happen again? Man, based off everything that happened, like, because the world was, like, split, you know, some countries were, you know, extremely strict on, you know, their enforcement enforcement of the protocol and everything. And, you know, out here in America, like, the we were split internally on it. Like, some states, you know, besides that, like, First or second week, you know, where everything kind of shut down for a minute, like Texas basically came immediately back to life. But then when I was out in Denver, it was completely like a ghost town, brother. It was businesses literally boarded and chained up and everything. So, you know, I saw two different sides of it, you know, very quickly. Some like, man, I I, I don't know. I, I don't know if that is the right answer to shut everything down. Uh, I, I cover sports. I don't, I don't cover, you know, uh, medicine. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Politics or anything. But, you know, I. If it did happen, I wouldn't be mad because, like, hey, you know, I would just be, you know, chilling at the crib, you know, d- doing my thing. So, like, it would be like a mini vacation. But, like, that's me looking at it from, like, that aspect. Every- everything else, it probably wouldn't be good because, you know, the economy took a dip and everything. But I, I don't know. I-, I think that if we want to get better, you know, we got to, like, keep-, keep it going. But we also got to be smart and safe while keeping it going. Yeah, yeah, man. My fault. What you Um do I think it's possible? That really, after it first, after the first time it happened, anything is possible. Like that's something I never thought would ever happen no, in my lifetime. Yeah, in all yeah. honesty, I never thought I would ever see something like that, to where all businesses were shut down. You almost could you couldn't be outside at a certain time, and it was actually enforced. You know what I mean? Like just the number of like how hospitals were stacked up as much as they were, and then not not only that, I saw people. You know, and I'm not trying to get political or anything, but I saw some people taking it serious, and other people weren't taking it serious. Both sides were still getting sick and dying. So like, <laughs> yeah, there, there was just because nobody knew what was going on. Yeah. So like, I think now that there's more information out about it, hopefully there wouldn't be as much like you know freak out and overreaction to it. Yeah, if if it did occur, yeah. So, hopefully, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully that doesn't happen again. Hopefully, you know, the people we you know we designated to like go to you know learn and study all that stuff and make sure we're all good, know what's going on, and we can all get it straight, and that shutdown doesn't happen again. But like I said, man, after the first time it happened, I don't put anything out of the realm of possibility. Hey, the NFL, you know, was called out, like I said, by Baker Mayfield, because Baker was saying that, you know, the, what would be in the best interest of the year for your players it would be to cancel games. But that means y'all be losing money, which y'all will never do. Mm. And, you know, I, I think what he said was a was a fair statement. There's some truth to that. It was some truth to that. Well, you know, hey, you know, I'm, I'm glad you see that as well, because 
I'm glad to see that the NFL players are, you know, overall, whether it's, you know, been just from contracts, you know, involving their CBA and the business side, whether it be, you know, to, you know, the personal side or, you know, the political side of things, the NFL players are starting to speak out for themselves, you know, mental illness, you know, racial profiling, all this type of stuff. Like the players are starting to stick up for themselves and, you know, COVID they're doing it here again. So I, I like to see that because, you know, in the NBA, I feel like the players are respected and heard. Yeah. And I feel like the NFL players have not gotten the same respect. And, you know, now that the NFL wants to, you know, magically start backing up their players, you know, and act like, you know, the whole Colin Kaepernick thing never happened. But, hey, that's you know yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, no, I definitely agree with you. I think it's not as much falling in line. You know what I mean? You can mm-hmm. still play the game and do your – and have a say. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, as absolutely. far as, like, your personality and your perception and – how you perceive to other people and all that, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I can't stand um, that one woman on Fox that told LeBron to shut up and dribble. Oh, like, man. first he, off, woman, he yeah. has just every right as you through the First Amendment that you always like to, you know, claim and everything to, to, to speak his mind, too. And second off, LeBron probably pays more in taxes in one year than a woman has in her whole life. So literally, literally as a, uh, should, should definitely have more of a say when it comes on to political things, where what, what's going on with his tax money and his millions and millions of dollars he's contributing. <laughs> no, seriously, man. I remember, Oh, I remember that. Like it was yesterday. Like, I almost completely she said that on TV. I was like, you what? You know, I, I that's, hope that's, that that's going to take me to a whole, that's going to take me to a whole other place. Like, I, I hope that woman is like the, uh, that one, uh, woman off the boondocks. You remember that episode where that like white woman gets on there and just like, oh, yeah. and so she's like, like, it was fake. It was fake. Married to a whole black guy. She's yeah. like, everybody. she's like, oh yeah, man, I just do that for the check. Like, yeah. You know, if she's selling her soul, like, you know, couldn't be me, but like, you know, I, I, I hope that. She's not, you know, she's really not like that. Yeah, yeah, for, no, it's for real. You know, I remember that episode too. Yeah, <laughs> Boondocks, one of the you know best TV shows of all time, in my personal opinion. Seriously though, like who were they? Were they what, what year did the episode come out? Because I'm about to say it made me think of like Tommy Lauren, honestly. Oh God, I mean, I might have been in what season? I mean, they had Rollo in it. When 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 did he start coming around? Was that season four? It might have been. So it might have been. Might have been season four, yeah. Which is the last one. Something like that. But all right, y'all, we're going to go ahead and close out this segment. We got one more segment coming up with some NFL. And, of course, you know, everybody's favorite, who's hot, who's not. We get the dog and praise your favorite people out here in the sports world. Um, Evan Schumard, go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Evan Schumard TV. Go ahead and follow the podcast on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Follow Charles on his Twitter, follow him on Instagram. Holla at us. <laughs> For real, man. Uh, follow me at y'all Twitter at three dot last underscore king. Follow us Twitter at the breakroom H O U. Instagram at the dot breakroom dot podcast on Facebook on, and on Facebook the breakroom podcast one. Man, okay, man, it's been all for this segment, man. We're gonna be right back, man. Y'all take it easy. We gonna get this up. You know, whenever we link up, my nigga. They think this shit come from outer space or something. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, let's get this money, nigga. Mastermind. ROC. You know, just as we're coming back here into the break room, the Rams placed nine more players on their COVID list. So we were just talking about it's getting wild out here and more, 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 uh, Evidence stacked on top of that right there. But, uh, you know, last last uh, episode there soon, we introduced our, a new segment called the Bust Bus. These are players that, you know, are not upholding to their draft value. And some people, you know, might call them a bus, but, you know, they're, they're not quite there yet. They're, they're, they're on the bus. You know, they're on the way to the bus barn. Once you get to the bus barn, you know, that's where you get what your, you know, Jamarcus Russell's of the world and everything. And, you know, you're just sitting there and, you know, it's all anybody's going to remember you for. And this Marcus Russell is like the bus destination. Like he's just standing there at that bus stop right there. Just standing there. He, 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 he's there to direct you. He, he, he knows the way very well. He is, it's all he's ever known. That's all he's but ever known. Unfortunately for the Raiders, I, I, I got to put a Raiders player in there. I got to put the 17th overall pick from the 2021 draft. And that was Alex Leatherwood. I mean, at the time, everybody thought he was way overdrafted. 
He was, you know, a second round guy, probably at best. He, he had a lot of, you know, technical issues and things like that. This man has a 41 PFF grade on the season, a 24.7 pass blocking grade and a 63 run blocking grade. And he's played, you know, over 500 snaps at right guard and over 200 at right tackle. So, you know, they try to move him around, try to see where he fits best. And he's given up the second most sacks in the league with seven. He's tied for the second most penalties in the league with 13. He's allowed his quarterback to be hit 15 times, and he's given up 55 pressures. I'm, it, it is literally just as worse as it gets. It, it, I know it's his rookie year, but I don't know, man. That's a, I mean, he, he's got a seat on the bus barn, bro. He, he, he definitely put your seatbelt on. It's gonna be a long ride. I said, I mean, I'm about man. That sounds like my kick slide, man. Like what? Oh, giving a 15. You said 15 tackles on his quarterback. 15 sacks. Yes, Derek Carr has been hit 15 times because of him. Fighting for my life. Y'all killing me with this. Nobody wants to be an athlete. Shout out, Coach Thirty. No, 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 nobody wants to listen to coach in the meetings. Nobody want to work hard in practice. We just want to flip on the switch it's, for game time. Too many guys want to be cute out here, man. Yeah, you know, they they, they, they try to wear ankle socks, come back. Ankle, so- <laughs> ankle socks. <laughs> that ankle socks was flagrant, man. That was a flagrant wow. Uh But yeah, you know, it, it, it's just not what you want to see at this point uh, in his uh, young career. Like I said, it's still time. He can definitely, you know, get off the bus. You know, you know, he might be on a little different destination. You know, just had to hop on the bus bus for for a minute. You know, the eyes are on him here, but you know, the eyes really in the NFL are starting to shift towards the NFL playoffs. And man, this playoff picture is just absolutely crazy. I I, I I'm still in shock that the 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 AFC is just as wide open as it is. And you really have the New England Patriots sitting at the first seed at nine and four. Who would have thought, though? Who would have thought? Who would have thought? But they 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 got to continue to win. They got to go up against the Colts this week. But the Titans and the Chiefs both sitting at nine and four and the second and third seeds and right there. And, you know, the Chiefs are playing the Chargers as we speak, 13 to 14. They just came out at halftime. So, hey, then that game's got some implications because the Chargers, if they win this game, you know, they'll, they'll go up to the uh, first seed in the AFC West and they'll move to the three seed and then the Chiefs, if they lose, fall down to the first wild card seed at the fifth seed. So there, there's a lot of implications, man. This And the Ravens are 10 and three. Like this, this division is so open. Yeah, you said the uh... Excuse me, Ravens are eight and five. My bad. Okay, okay. They're playing the Packers who are 10 and three. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. It, yeah, man. Like you said, man, the AFC is surprisingly wide open. Like we spoke about this a couple episodes ago, like how some of the faces we expected to just run the AFC aren't really running the AFC. Um, yeah, they're at the top, but they're like very, very much catchable. There aren't any more superhumans anymore. Everybody's looking extremely human right now. Um, a surprising team was, of course, the Titans, but they were already looking like somewhat decent last, somewhere pretty good last year. Yeah, the Ravens fighting through injuries all season. Yeah, the Ravens are looking extremely human, and then the Patriots are surprisingly. As soon as Tom, you know, people thought the worst when Tom Brady left. And then when you lost Cam Newton and then they didn't re-sign, they didn't re- they released him, just didn't re-sign him. And they put a rookie QB in. People just thought, well, this is going to be a, a, a flipping year. You know what I mean? It's a turning page in the Patriots' uh, grand book, you know. But now, this is the t- like you said, this is the top of the division, nine and four, over the Bills. And we thought the Bills were going to run the division at least for like maybe three more years. Yeah, and they're fighting in the stand the wild card right now. Yeah, man. So it, it's it's looking real scary in the, in the AFC right now. Yeah, and the, the NFC, I mean, you you got your your Packers at the first seed, you know, Bucks in the second seed, you know, Cardinals, you know, one of the surprising teams in the third seed. All three of those guys are 10 and 3. Like it, 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 everybody like you said is just looking human. Everybody's looking touchable. You know, every, everybody's looking beatable out here. And the, the you got the Cowboys leading in the East. In the wild card race, you know, the Rams are nine and four. So they, they could easily, you know, possibly, you know, win a couple games and, you know, if the Cardinals drop one or so, they, they could be right there intact for the, uh, you know, fighting for the second or third seed. And instead of, you know, being in a wild card, you know, definitely having a home game will help. And then your 49ers and the 
football team right now, closing out the last two wild card spots. But the Washington's got to play the Eagles this week. They got the same record. So if the Eagles win, then, you know, they'll flip flop. There's just a lot. It's, it's very competitive football right now. Nobody is looking, you know, nobody's looking dominant. The only teams that like are looking like comfortable. And like my friend asked me this yesterday, he's like, who are you like comfortable saying like it can come out of the AFC? I'm like, the, the only team I can really think of is like the chiefs just because like, you know, they, they have mostly the same roster. Their defense yeah. is playing hot right now. They have a veteran head coach and everything. And I'm like, those are the only reasons it's like it's not because they're playing great because they're not and then in the nfc i'm like you know probably the bucks and packers would be my favorites to come out right now because same thing veteran coach you know maintaining most of the roster you know they're playing good right now veteran quarterbacks over there so those types of things but it could be anyone's ball game on in either side in any of the conference yeah man i think I think, like I said, getting into the playoffs, like really before, as we get down to the wire, it's going to get more and more interesting because I think we're going to see a couple of phases drop off that we're not going to expect. That's not me calling for an upset just yet. I'm just saying it's all possible. Is that you saying the Cowboys going Cowboys? Uh, the Cowboys are definitely going Cowboys, man. Like, <laughs> like for that um, for that Thanksgiving game, we actually picked against the Cowboys. Well, we, picked, we picked the Cowboys to win knowing Never it was Thanksgiving. I'm Never done. Again. I'm done. Never. I think that makes five years. Straight I might pick them this week because they're playing the Giants, but after this, I'm done. Yeah, bro. I think I think that makes five years straight. They've lost a Thanksgiving game. I want to say it's either four or five years. They lost five, four or five straight Thanksgiving games. I said that's pain for them. It's pain. It's pain, but it's to be expected. It's to be expected. It's not any pain they're not used to. It's the same Thanksgiving whooping they always get every year. So I mean, we we should have expected that because we see it happen all the time, right, bro? Let's go and get let's go and get into these pickles, man. Hey, all right, so I'm doing some math right here real quick. I was up seven last week. You pick Minnesota, who ended up freaking winning after, you know, I thought, I, I thought you know, Big Ben was going to come back. All right, so that's plus six for me still. Atlanta versus Carolina. I picked Atlanta. They won, so I'm back at seven. Next game we did from was Cleveland and Baltimore. I picked Cleveland. They won. Um, so that's plus eight for me. I picked 49. I picked, I picked Baltimore? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I wrote I wrote down the different ones we had. Okay, and then um, I picked uh, the 49ers and you picked the Bengals. So that's that's that's, that's nine, brother. It's it's starting to get rough for you out here. Hey, hey, look, three three of my losses came from picking against the Dolphins because I don't like Miles Gaskin. Yes. So like <laughs> just just out of spite, you know what I mean? Just out of spite. So I'm fine with it. Man, so I'm up nine now for the season. Let's let's see if I can, you know, extend this lead. Hey, we still got a couple weeks left. Nine, nine is still not comfortable for me. I'm, I'm still not comfortable with it. Um, we're gonna go ahead and uh, do, do you want to pick this this Chargers game? It's third uh, point ball game right now. Chargers and Chiefs, or you want to leave? You want to leave fast? What you want to do? Because I mean, like it's not the game. It's like it is third quarter, but the it's the score is so close. It's like you still could pick it. Yeah, it's a zero zero ball game. You know? uh, Let's pick it. Let's pick it, bro. Hey, um, I'll take the Chiefs. You'll take the Chiefs. I'll go Chargers. That's fine. All right. So the next game. So we got a couple Saturday games now. Everything, all these buys and stuff are done. So, you know, they got to fit all these games in with the TV schedule. So yeah. first game is going to be the Raiders against the Browns. Give me the Browns. Same. Give me the Browns. All right. No disputes there. I'd love to see it. Patriots and the Colts Saturday night football. This one's gonna be in Indy. I'm the Patriots. I'm, I'm giving. I'm. I'm gonna take the Patriots too. They're 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 playing good football right now. So now we're moving on to the Sunday games. You got Tennessee going up against Pittsburgh. Ooh. Oh, give me Tennessee. Ooh. See, I'm trying. Uh, I'm trying to think if anybody's missing out uh, on because uh, of COVID. That that's actually really rough. But you know what? Give me uh. They battle. They battle the injuries too. So. Give, 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 give me, give me Pittsburgh. What you gonna take Pittsburgh? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I'll, I'll take them over to over, over Tennessee. All right. Next game we got Bills and the Panthers. I'll I'll take the Bills. Give me the Bills. Hey, fair enough. Hey, one game I was talking about that's got some uh playoff implications out here for the wild card is going to be Ooh. Washington going to Philadelphia. Ooh, this is the one. Um, Give me the birds. Of course you would. 
Of course. Taylor Heineke has been playing horrible, bro. I, 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 I'm very confident in this one. Uh, I can go with the Eagles because they should win. Because they should win. The Eagles yeah, should yeah, win yeah, this game. Because you're playing it safe right now. Playing it safe. I'm playing it safe. I'm not gonna. I mean, I'm not gonna pick an idiotic pick. So, like, the Eagles should win. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I'm gonna play it safe uh, and just straight up not even think about watching this next game, and that's gonna be East <laughs> versus the Jaguars. Bro, yeah, give me Houston. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll take Houston too, just because of all the dysfunction going on. I mean, hey, if the Jaguars come out and just you know play to their actual potential because you know they're not playing for somebody to hate, I want to be surprised. But uh, you know, Texans they, they they don't have much going for them. But I think the only team that's down bad worse than them right now might be the Jaguars. Yeah, agree, uh, agree. And down bad, uh, it is down bad season for uh, the Cowboys, and they're gonna have to go play the Giants. Are you confident in them getting a December W? <laughs> yeah, man, give me the Cowboys. Oh, uh, I'm gonna yeah, yeah, screw I, I, up I, a little bit. Yeah, I just, you know, Mike Glennon, bro, a backup quarterback. They already have a, a, a shaky offensive line. Uh, I'm not seeing this being a good game for the for the Giants. <laughs> And then you got, uh, you know, Charles's, you know, underdogs out here. Bro, they play everybody close. Like, hey, you know, it's the Lions and the Cardinals, this one in Detroit. I'm I'm sorry. I I, got to do it. I got to pick against your boys. I got to take the Cardinals in this one. Let's not say my boys. Like, I'm just a Lions fan. But, yeah, I'm still going with the Cardinals, too, man. I'm not going with the Lions. (laughs) Oh, and another game that might be, you know, a little rough on the eyes. The Jets against the Dolphins. I'll give uh, I'll give Tua uh, a good day here, and, and, and Dolphins a W. Oh yeah, sir. Give me the Dolphins. So, so you're not picking against Miles Gaston. You said I what? picked him up in fantasy on the waivers because they are going against the Jets. So it's like, hey, he did score 17 points against them last time. He projected like 13, but he's on the COVID list. So yeah. if it comes off, hey, he oh. finds his way to my flex. The only reason I'm picking the Dolphins this time because, like I just said, that your lead is getting ahead, and three of those losses have come because I picked against the Dolphins. <laughs> and so, like, I can't just keep extending. I can't keep giving free passes. I can't keep doing it. Yeah, so, they uh, they definitely been playing a better brand of football here recently. And this next game, I feel like it's probably going to be a, a pretty competitive and close game. You're going to have the Bengals traveling to Denver to face against the Broncos. Give me Denver. You know what? I'm, I'm glad you said yeah. that because I was just about to say, give me the Bengals. Okay, yeah. That should be a good game. Yeah, man. I think that'll be uh, – I think both defenses will kind of come out and it'll be like a, a competitive game, you know. We'll get some turnovers. You know, we'll get some big plays probably, you know, hopefully from Jamar Chase. You know, they're usually good for trying to, you know, throw one deep to him once or twice. So, hey, I, I, I definitely might tune into that game. You know, I'd be watching, you know, two or three games – you know, we'll, we'll bring out the laptops and stuff. So I, I, I might put that one on for sure. At the okay. three and the next game we got is going to be the Falcons against the 49ers. I'll take the 49ers in this one. Same for me, the same thing. Give me the 49ers. NFC West matchup next. You got the Seahawks going up against the Los Angeles Odell Rams. <laughs> Give me the Rams, man. The last three games. And shout out to Odell for kind of like killing some speculation with these touchdowns in these past three games, man. Yes, absolutely. I'm uh, I'm confident that he'll uh, have a pretty decent game against a struggling Seahawks secondary and uh, the Rams will get the dub here. Hey, the game of the week. This one definitely will be on the big screen for me. The Packers against Lamar and the Ravens. In Baltimore. Man, I, I I was hoping you would try to be slick and, and pick the Ravens there. No, I think the Packers are going to win, but I, I really want I, I want a good game. The Ravens have been struggling. The Mars been playing horrible recently. I, I I want it to be a good game. I, I I'm rooting for that. Okay. And so then you, you you're picking the Packers, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm picking okay, the Packers. Okay, okay. But I want it to be a competitive game. You know, just okay. just for the Mars. Like, I, I want him to start shaking off some narratives, and I want him to get out of the slump. Next game, man, Sunday night football. If this was last year, I would have been excited for this, but, you know, not really that excited for this one with the Saints and the Bucks. Um, Yeah, man. Well, one, yeah, give me the Bucks. But, you know, back right back in October, the Saints did win. You know, the Saints do have the Mike Evans racer in Marshawn Lattimore. This dude has, like, 
three games in the last like three years where he doesn't let Mike Evans get a single catch on. You know, the defense I feel like is going to be competitive, but Taysom Hill, quarterback, going up against Tom Brady, I'm 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 not confident with that. Yeah, give me the Bucks. Okay. Monday Night Football, NFC North matchup. I uh, I'm thinking that the Vikings are going to walk away with a uh, easy W over the Chicago Bears. Same, I definitely agree. I wouldn't go as far as to say easy on this one, though. But I think the Vikings will win. I don't know. I, Kirk is just... It is prime time. You know, I did say last time that yeah. prime time Kirk usually does not play good, but mm. Dalvin Cook won them that game. He, he put on in the first half. And then, you know, oh, they almost choked it away in the second. But, hey, you know, can 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 Kirk do a, a good on prime time again? I don't know. But I, I just don't think that. I mean, the Bears don't. Yeah, the Bears don't have enough to stop really stopping them. But yeah, they 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 don't have enough firepower. Because even if they do, you know, start clamping up the run game with Dalvin and plugging up Dalvin Cook, you still got Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, and that's not a you know a fun duo to deal with. It's not. Well, so, yeah. you know, that's all of our pickings. We're done with. Okay. We did a good yeah. job. Did a good job. Yes, we did for like I think we did for like on the four of them, right? Uh, we have three. Oh, three. AC and LA game, Pittsburgh and Tennessee, and Cincinnati and Denver. So hey, you know you. It's week fifteen, man. You got you got a couple more to start closing them out. You you need these three here to go your way. I'm good. Okay. Hey, man. The last thing we got for y'all, of course, is who not who's hot and who's not. So Charles, tell me who's hot. Let me tell you, man, who's hot? On my who's hot list today, man, we have, well, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars. You're thinking, like, how are the Jacksonville Jaguars hot right now? They just got rid of the head coach. They have a rookie QB, and he's going through all these changes in his rookie year. That's the worst. That's a terrible disaster for uh, for rookie, uh, rookie QB, or, you know, coming into the league, whatever. Yes, but it could have been in a lot worse had this terrible culture had given more of a chance to develop into like something even worse than it already is. Shout out to them for nipping it in the bud. That's really why they're on my hot list today. They recognized something bad and got rid of it quickly. When I really would have thought that Urban Meyer was going to make it to the end of the season. Urban Meyer made it 14 weeks in the NFL. And it was not pretty. It and that is why at I all. as who is not hot. Yeah, <laughs> just and you know, direct you know response to what you were just saying. The the childish antics, the the bullying, calling his coaching staffers, kicking his players, you know, shouting matches with veterans, just everything that's come out about him. It's tarnishing his legacy. Everything that he did at Ohio State and at Florida is going to be overlooked now for for a while. Everybody's going to have the recency bias. Don't even think about. Oh yeah, he flamed out, and you know, in the NFL, and had an opportunity. He had the golden boy, you know, and just nothing went, nothing went right and at all. His other first round pick that he drafted, you know, oh, oh, we need, we needed a third down running back, uh, even though we just had a thousand yard running back last year. <laughs> <laughs> but anywho, was on an undrafted rookie deal, so it's like, come on now. Bad decisions were made from the start, and he is who is not hot at all for me. I like to make an honorable mention on the who's not list, and that's uh, and that would be Houston Texans fans. Um, I've just been going around the city lately, and I've heard people going around saying just ridiculous things, like um, saying things about Stephen Silas, saying uh, that he might be gone in maybe a year, or he should be gone a year, rather say, should I say? And that Cully, that Cully is doing a poor job. And the reason being is that Cully was never meant to be uh, do a great good job because he's never done a he's never had a job like he's never had a head coaching job. So how can we expect him to do something that he's never done? So that's one reason. And, and the reason I'm bringing that up is because the same people who said that um, it's all his fault and he's not doing a good job are the same people who said they should give him a chance. When he got the job, people saying this about Steven Silas. Steven Silas didn't have anything to work with. The the, the main players who endorsed him when he got there, Russell Westbrook and James Harden. The both of those players were gone when he got there. So, two future Hall of Famers that you were hoping to you know build your team with both left the 
the year of your inception to the team. So, yeah, those fans are, you know, some are Houston fans, and it's more than just one. It's more than just two. It's more than just three people. Yeah. You know, they're, they're kind of slipping into that, that uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Deranged? Yes. Uh, insane? Uh, delusional. delusional. There we go. <laughs> delusional. Let me look at delusional fan base, you know, almost like it. I don't want to say your Cowboys or your Saints fans or your or your Yankees or Red Sox fans, something like that. You know what I mean? Delusional like that. It is unfortunate to be a Houston Texans fan. I hope um, all, all Texans fans, you know, realize that the organization's, you know, historically, you know, been bad more than it's been good. Mm-hmm. But that there's no always hope, right? Mm-hmm. Allegedly, right? <laughs> and allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. Okay. You know, I, I, I hope Texas fans, you know, still still, still look for hope. <laughs> There's always light at the end of the tub- tunnel. That tunnel might be five years long, though. Hey, but you know, there there there, there is light. There is light. <laughs> there is light, though. So, all right, anyway, I would like to thank every single one of y'all for tuning in to today's episode, episode number thirty-six. Hope everybody. Has a blessed weekend. I hope y'all enjoy these games this weekend. NBA is turning up. We're about, you know, a fourth of the way through the season. Things are starting to get spicy out here. COVID, coronavirus out here lurking in these locker rooms. Lurking. Out here in these streets. Lurking, 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 lurking hard, too. Yeah, so don't yeah, follow us out on our social media. Again, follow me and Charles and follow The Break Room across all platforms. Don't forget to share our podcast with your auntie. With your uncle, with your cousins, with your grandma, with your grandpa. You know what? Tell your grandpa's best friend about us. Man, and subscribe to the thing. Subscribe to it on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all of the places. So you know what? Whenever a new episode drops, man, you can just hear it immediately, man. You ain't even got to go look for it. So, yeah, man, that's been all for episode 36, man. Follow us, and we'll, fo- we'll talk to y'all later, man. Take it easy. Take it easy.